What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and we're a boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right on time, too, because according to my phone, it's time to keep our appointment with the Wicker Man. Oh, man. But, uh... Oh, man. Not the, uh... Not the good wicker man. No. Nope. Much to our detriment, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about the the fucking 2006 one, which I kind of regret a little bit picking. Yeah. I I so want to just talk about the original right now. Oh. <laughs> Cuz I watched both of them back to back yesterday. I did not watch the original. I I, w- I wish you did. I know you were busy. I was busy. But it's so good. I I admittedly hadn't seen it. I wanted to get the full Wicker Man experience. Ugh. So I watched the original first. I fucking love it. Uh, you have to have some balls to try and remake that movie because it's basically perfect. It's still scary, I think. I was genuinely disturbed by it especially the ending the music in it is beautiful everything like it looks beautiful the performances are amazing (laughs) the performances are amazing (laughs) that must be nice it's yeah it was such a luxury compared to guys i fucking hate this movie Wicker Man. You can't be grumpy. Two thousand six. I'm gonna be true to myself. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. I had never seen this movie. I I had seen it. Yeah, you had seen it like in high school or some shit. Oh like, probably yeah, around when it came around out. Around when it came yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really remember a ton of it. I just remembered some choice quotables. <laughs> all I knew was the bees part, the infamous meme-worthy Nicolas Cage bees part. Hey, you know what happens when you rent this movie on iTunes and you watch it? The fucking bees part is gone. True story. And replaced with a voiceover. Yeah. I I could not believe it. I sat through that entire fucking movie waiting for the fucking bees part. We get to the end. No bees. Had to look it up. Apparently, that it's part of like the torture scene that is removed from what? all versions i apparently you i think there's an unrated version that exists that you have to watch to see the bees yeah well we found the scene on youtube yeah thank god because we couldn't find it anywhere else yeah and so luckily someone uploaded just that scene to youtube because we weren't gonna (laughs) basically gamble and see if the version on on hulu or whatever had the bees part because yeah. we already paid what four bucks to rent yeah, that I paid thing four bucks for this piece of shit <laughs> fucking listen listen this movie is one of the worst movies i've seen maybe the worst movie we've reviewed on this podcast it's so fucking bad it just doesn't make any sense the acting is uh, it's funny Oh, yeah. Unintentionally. Like, yeah. that's the whole thing it has going for it, is that it's like an unintentionally over the top. There's some genuine laughs in this. And I, oh, I yeah. want to say up front, too, that this <laughs> movie has been memed to death. 
Yeah. I think it's probably been reviewed to death. I purposely didn't look uh, when I chose to do this movie. I purposely didn't look to see if other podcasts had done it. Um, if there were reviews of it online because I didn't want to be making it, it feels a little bit like reviewing the room or something yeah, where it's birdemic or birdemic where every joke has been made already. So uh, sorry if we're rehashing some stuff, but I, I wanted to do it because James had never seen it and mm-hmm. only knew the bees on the head part and not the other silly parts that I love. I don't think there's anything in this movie that succeeds in what it's trying to do. Let me think. Okay. Ellen Burstyn is fine. Yeah. Because she's great. She showed up. Yeah, she showed up an hour in to this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that chick from House of Cards was good. The Yeah, Sister the te- Rose, the, yeah, teacher. the teacher. Sister Beach is great. <laughs> yeah, she's the, cool. She the barmaid, kind of. She runs the little tavern. Yeah. Yeah, I like Sister Beach. <sighs> That's maybe it. The rest, everything about this movie fucking sucks, dude. All right, but we can we can get into we'll, it. Yeah, well, we're we're still gonna go through the movie beat by beat, but we we're are. I'm sure we're gonna get sidetracked. Yeah, just a heads up, this movie sucks. <laughs> if that wasn't clear enough, okay. oh, go go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> right, uh, right away, I think a weird thing, and I for some reason I didn't think this was going to be the case but as soon as the movie started i realized oh shit of course they have to do this uh it's set in america yeah whereas the original is a an english movie yeah it's t- i think technically it's set on a, a scottish island hmm. um i forget what that little region of islands is called but it yeah so it's very scottish mm-hmm. which this is not the more we talk about what's going on in this story and kind of the mythos of the Wicker Man, the more you kind of realize an American setting is really weird. Yeah, because they mention their Celtic ancestors. Yeah, later. to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do like that we start with a truck that says WM on it. Wicker Man. Wicker Man just drives by, and then the fucking opening credits start, and it's papyrus. Papyrus font, yes. Yeah, it's that Avatar font. Yeah. It I looks also so shitty. didn't realize the very beginning where we, we start in this kind of trucker bar. Very maximum overdrive trucker bar. And apparently, I think Aaron Eckhart's in there. I That's saw what I was going to say is yeah. Aaron Eckhart is... I didn't notice I didn't him. notice it was him at all. But it's weird because think about it. He... This was around Dark Knight no, territory, this right? was two years before. He was barely famous. Oh, no, because I guess I always knew him from Thank You for Smoking. But which is a great little dark comedy, but isn't I guess that right after dark it's a right around here. It's definitely before Dark Knight Rises because I knew yes. him, yeah, 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 going into Dark Knight Rises as oh the thank you for smoking dude, yeah, yeah, which he was great in the last time I saw and him, then, which was like ten years ago. I think before Dark Knight, he also I forget what the movie's even called. I just remember it has Scarlett Johansson in it, and it's that gif of Aaron Eckhart going like he's oh like my dancing. That sounds familiar. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. I think he's so. like rubbing his head and dancing. <laughs> anyway, so that's Aaron Eckhart's career up to the Dark Knight, this and that gif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, Nicolas Cage is a cop. He's he, a cop. He's in this this trucker diner and he's looking through a little spinny thing of books that you have in every souvenir shop or Hallmark or whatever and he finds a 
this didn't come into play at all. So (laughs) many things in this movie are set up and then don't pay off at all. Because, yeah, yeah, what, it's like a self-help book? He picks up a self-help book that we very pointedly get a shot of that's called Everything's Okay. Yeah. I forget if they were books or audio tapes. I think. Oh, he says. He says it's later tapes. it's a tape because later on when he's on the island, he he's like, "Hey, my tape is missing. It's called Everything's Okay. It's called, it's called Everything's Okay. Do you know where it went?" It? And the uh, sister Honey or whatever is like, "No, that's it. I think." Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the things about this movie that fucking kills me is how nothing pays off there's a there's a runner that's about to start that just uh, goes on and on and on and it i i can't for the life of me figure out the fucking purpose behind it i can't either okay i was I about hope, to say that I you hope, like no, no 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 i hope someone i truly truly hope oh. someone <laughs> shows up in the comments or on Twitter and is a Wicker Man expert Please and says, this movie for me. guys, listen, Yeah, this is why this happens. How could you not get this? <laughs> Please, I, I'd be Please, so happy. Yeah, call, like, insult us, call us. <laughs> I don't care. I just want to know why. Why, why, why? We just and need And the thing we're why. talking about, so, okay. We see Nicolas Cage. It's a montage of him being a cop. Yeah, doing, doing- cop stuff. Pulling a guy over, writing, a, writing ticket. a ticket. Oh, that's what cops do? Thanks, movie, for letting me know. I couldn't have fucking guessed that. James is so bad. <laughs> so we uh, we see him riding his uh, his hog down the <laughs> highway, and he, he is behind a car where a baby doll falls out the window, and he, uh, oh, it's, it's a kind of a good shot. Oh, he fucking swoops he, that thing up. Yeah, he rides by on his bike, and he swoops up the doll. Doesn't even, even tap stopping. that brake. And then he pulls over the car that yep. the doll fell out of, and there's a lady and a, a little girl in the back. He gives the girl her doll back. This little girl is given a... I, so uh, I'm going to have to say the direction of this movie has to be the biggest failure. Uh, it was written and directed by the same guy. Maybe I shouldn't call him out by name, but also maybe we should all know, just in case, uh, that this dude, Neil LaBoot. Okay. Neil LaBoot made this movie. Neil, this is all on you. Because the direction, because the actors are just going all over uh, all over the place. Yeah. You need to put a leash on Nick Cage. You do. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Unless it's like Face Off, where it's like, <laughs> great, do this, Nick Cage. But this movie's not Face Off. Uh, but anyway, this little girl is just given a weird performance, just like, did you get my doll? Yeah. It's like Aubrey Plaza was put in this little girl's body. Anyway, sorry again. Ever since lunch, she's been acting out. I'm bored. I know what that's like, but we need to be careful with our things, don't we? So everyone else can be safe too, right? So so he gives her the doll back. She immediately throws it back out the window. and the It's the, really funny. The mom's like, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. And then the doll flies <laughs> out the window again. And he's like, it's okay, I got it. And he goes and um, he... That almost sounded a little bit like Gary Busey. Um, <laughs> he goes and grabs the doll. And while he's in the middle of the street picking up the doll, a semi-truck... Uh, just rails the car that yep. this mom and kid are in. Just fucking plows out of nowhere. Into it. And this is the this is the runner we're talking about that we can't quite piece I together. Don't know why. So this the this truck hits a car. The car. The car bursts into flames, and he uses his 
Nick Cage runs over, uses his helmet to smash the back window. Because it looks like the mom's dead. She's not moving. Yeah, she's like up against the airbags. But, but the little girl is sitting there in the backseat, very stone-faced, stone-faced non-perturbed. And yeah, he uses his helmet to like break through the, the back of the thing. And he reaches through. He's about to grab her. Well, he's saying, take my hand, take my hand. She's just sitting there because mm-hmm. that's what this girl's doing. I'm bored, she said earlier. And then, yeah. The car explodes. Car explodes. He's thrown backwards. Then he rushes back over to investigate. And we have a charred car and no bodies inside. Well, I think actually once the explosion hits, it's a title card cut. And then later they're like, there were no bodies. I think it's like explosion title card. okay. The title card may come out of the explosion. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) I don't know. So basically, yeah, car explodes, body's gone. Well, yeah, we find out in this next scene. But I'm saying that's an important thing. Oh, yeah. That's the runner that like, what the fuck? I don't know. Because we keep coming back to. It keeps coming up. We don't know who. These like black and white flashbacks. Flashbags. Flashbacks? Wow. That was weird for me to say. Uh, That like have these weird effects on them. And. Yeah, I got that. That time delay yeah it's like a tracer effect kind of thing and in some of the flashbacks the they're not there some of them he like runs over and they're there in the car and then they're they disappear he's he's basically just he's haunted by not being able to save this but were they there were they a product of his imagination because yeah pointedly in the scene after he's at his house and this this police officer he's thrown back Valium and he's wearing this sweater that has it's just a gray sweater <laughs> but it has a sheriff's badge like in like design on it just I feel on the, like that's a thing is it yeah it's so funny it's like the lazy cop like they're off duty like yeah. lounging eating Cheetos day but I'm st- I still, got, still the got the badge it's like a fucking tuxedo t-shirt yeah that's what I was <laughs> gonna say so yeah he's at home he's eating Valium for lunch and <laughs> another cop shows up and she explains yeah no bodies we don't know who they were we um, might never know we might never know and the car wasn't registered yeah cool too. cool there's a mystery afoot <laughs> too bad it never fucking gets resolved yeah um bless him nicholas cage does play this entire movie like he is on valium and it's awesome i think it's valium i didn't i didn't rewind to check it just made the most sense to me. I think I think he says it's Valium. I think he offers the other cop some. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fucking one in the afternoon <laughs> on a Monday. I'm not going to have some of your Valium. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he gets a letter from his ex, Willow. Ex-fiance. Mm-hmm. Ex-fiance, so that's a big Willow. Deal. Mm-hmm. And she says her, her daughter's missing. Yes. Her daughter, Rowan. So he had no idea she had a daughter. Yeah, that's a shock to that's, him. Yep, so he learns that, and he, uh, she writes to him because, yeah, she's back on this island. Summer's off, Isle. She says off Puget Sound. Summer's Isle, it's where she grew up, and so her kid's gone missing, and she figures, well, my ex is a cop. He can help find her. So she writes him a letter. Yeah, and he what he finds it using internet that like I love I love and it's two thousand six. It's not like ninety nine where you would expect this kind of fake. I don't Although know. Two thousand six internet still looks like that. Two thousand six internet is still like 
just nerds are on the internet. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's before still... Facebook. It's, it's that that's the divide is it's still just a nerdy thing. Mm-hmm. It's web 1.0 still. So, okay. Yeah. I'll, I think it's fair. I'll give it to him. But the, what he like, he looks up summer's aisle and then searches B products because of like the return address stamp on the envelope. He's a B. I thought he, but it's not even like he types in B products. It's like, there's one a drop of down list. Yeah. It's like, it's like a radio vegetables. button selection. I don't uh, know. At first, I thought he said beer products, and I thought he was like, well, if I'm going here to look for this kid, there better be good beer. But yeah. <laughs> no, there's like bee products, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. He finds out what? That the island deals in honey. Yeah, yeah. So so the important thing is that Summer's Isle, which I think in the original is Summer Isle. This is Summer's I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so Summer's Isle, yes, is is a bee colony, pretty much. They bees, bees. They make bee. They make honey products. And we'll bee see stuff. if he brings home more honey. <laughs> so he he's gonna go there. So he gets as close as he can. Basically, I think he heads over to like the coast, the west coast. Yeah, it's like the northwest coast. It's off of Washington. He's in California. Also, mm-hmm. crucial point here. He's a cop in California, and he yes, goes remember. to this island off the coast Very of Washington. Very much not in his jurisdiction. Very much not. And the whole <laughs> time, he's running around this fucking island being like, I'm here on police business. This is a police matter. And he's like busting into houses and throwing people around and threatening them. And it's like, dude, you're not a cop here. You're a fucking private citizen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's a scene in the police station, but I don't think it's important. I don't care. It's he, fine. He goes, I do like that the police officer in that scene just has a picture of a gun up on his screen. <laughs> just looking through the gun database. Generic gun. Checking out guns. Just looking at guns. He go, okay, so to get to the island, he finds a pilot who's oh, like this is so flying a, one of those like water boats, the kind that lands in water. Mm-hmm. And he's flying supplies to this private island. And he's like, ahoy there. And he tries to talk to this fucking pilot. And he tries to get a ride on the plane. And the pilot's like, no, it's a private island. It's a private island. We're all private people. Yeah. Fucking Nick Cage. Okay, look. How about you take all of us there? What do you mean, all? Well, me, Mr. Grant here, and his twin brother, Ulysses. That's a hundred bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're not familiar with which president's on which dollar bill it's a hundred bucks u.s grant is on the fifty dollar bill also who has fifty dollar bills that's like the that's least so, used yeah hundred dollar bills are more common i think than oh 50. by far 50's down there with the two basically man yeah because i think even when you go to an atm you can select 20 40 60 and 100 <laughs> yeah. you can't just get a 50 dollar bill you don't get 50 dollar bills but nick cage has two, <laughs> of them, two of them and they burn a hole in his pocket <laughs> so he and it works it works so this oh here's the thing in the in the the 1973 version it begins with the cop <laughs> the main character cop flying into this island himself in this plane i'm shocked shocked that Nicolas Cage wasn't flying a plane in this movie. Yeah, I don't know for a fact if Nick Cage is a pilot, but I assume he we is. We just, ass- I yeah, always assume that he is. Yeah. But I, mean, I even if, is. But even if he's not, I just assume Nicolas Cage would learn how to fly a plane <laughs> just to 
do this movie. But anyway, so he gets <sighs> flown there. Yep. Um, He shows up and everyone's very hostile right off the bat. And they're all ladies. Yes. There's a couple dudes there, but it's mostly women. It's it's women who are our main introduction to this little island. It's, I think, three or four women and two dudes holding a bloody sack. What's in the bag? A shark or something? We don't ever find out what's in that we bag. We never see what's <laughs> in that so fucking weird. bag. What the fuck was in that bag? Yeah. What if it was a shark? It might have just been a shark. I don't know. I don't think that's very legal. I don't, can you just go shark fish? And maybe Probably certain not. species of shark. I don't think these people care. That's true. They don't. Get, they don't give a shit. Oh man. Uh, let's see. Why is there no payoff for anything in this movie? Uh, yeah. Oh, so so okay. By the way, so going back to just the makeup of this colony, it's a you get right off the bat that this is a uh matriarchal society because he goes into this tavern, all women. There's no men in the bar. It's all women sitting at tables drinking, which immediately is extremely different from the original. The original is a seemingly um pretty equal society led by a dude christopher lee who oh man christopher lee christopher lee um but it's basically a um it's a it's a pagan society that worships sex and fertility so the original movie is all about having sex in the open there's people doing it just on the lawn in front of the little (laughs) hotel the little tavern that the cop is staying at it's really different there's like a focus on open sexuality and how much it freaks the main character out it's so funny that it's it just makes so much sense that like yeah 1973 british film that makes sense yeah and there's a ton of nudity yeah and then it's like oh it's getting remade in america in 2006 2006 the Bush era? No sex. Not a single this is new the most, thing abounding here. It is here. like, because I was wondering when I was watching the original how the remake would handle that because it's such an important part, the idea of reproduction and fertility and stuff is a big thing. And I'm wondering how are they going to handle this open discussion of sex and representation of sex in this American remake? And the answer is that they don't really. They kind of do in the scene of the schoolhouse. I feel like that's more of an homage than anything else. Yeah, it is. I have a question. In the original, uh, is that kind of ideology, the pro-sex kind of uh, mentality, is it made to be i know that they're like kind of the bad guys but is it made to be like a bad ideology i don't think so i think it's more um and this is something that works so well with the original that they don't play with at all in this remake is you have this cop protagonist who we see in the beginning is a very devout christian and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take Eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. It's very pointedly kind of creating this contrast of, you know, it's weird for someone who's a Christian, this guy who's this cop, coming in and saying this is all weird and crazy, where we see him at the beginning doing his own weird ritual. So it's just, it's it's not, you know, I wouldn't say it's condemning this, like, 
because I feel like this movie replaces the the sex positive or whatever community of the original with this like matriarchal society and it does kind of seem to have this like you crazy bitches it, it's yes. a weird thing it's like <laughs> it seems um what are you doing to your man uh-huh. that's not a direct quote but it could be it could be <laughs> it does seem very uh... i just i want to know what went into that decision of like changing it i don't know man must be ladies night. This is when he has a dream seat. He goes to bed for the night. He's he's put up in this tavern by Sister Beach. And so he falls asleep and has this dream sequence uh, where he, what, is he on the ferry to the island? No. Oh, that's right. We forgot on the ferry to the coast or whatever before he takes that plane. He's like on a ferry and he looks out and he sees a little girl with her back to him, and she's dressed in red, which I think is the same as the little girl from the car in the beginning. And she has pigtails, because all the little girls in this fucking movie have pigtails, and she's standing there with her back to him, and then a semi-truck hits her on this boat. It's a hallucination, obviously, but it's ridiculous. It's unintentionally funny. Yeah. And then, he, yeah, he dreams of it again. And, like, the first time it happened on the boat itself, we were both like, whoa, crazy, it got us. But then he has a dream... Where it, it happens again. It just does so it again. You're just kind of waiting for the, the truck to show up. And so he wakes up. I think that's all. I, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let's well, just keep going. Well, no, because it, it, it's the dream of the boat. And then he has the dream. Oh, of, of no one being in the car. Or no one being on the boat. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, he wakes up and he sees a kid running away through the woods. So Okay, so he follows her in. There's a lot of pointless sequences in this movie, yeah, but this, this might a- this might be the most pointless one because he follows, he sees a little girl, he follows her. Because he thinks it's Rowan. Yeah. The so girl he's, he's looking for. Rowan, Rowan. <laughs> so he runs into this barn and he's just clambering around in this barn. He sees a red sweater. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up on like the second floor or like the loft of this barn. Yep. And then uh, he falls through the, the loft floor and is hanging and it's just this weird moment of peril. And But then he saves himself and that's the end of that scene. That's it. Why? <laughs> that's it. That's Why? all that happens. It's not even, you know. He didn't learn anything. It's not a near death thing. It's just he could have got hurt. He yeah. could have twisted his ankle. We learned nothing from the scene. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. We do learn in the next scene when he's having breakfast that the island is out of honey. Oh, that's right, because he's using store-bought shit. He's trying he's to like... squeeze it out of the bottle. It's just like... <laughs> just making the fart noises with the bottle, and it's like, hey, uh... I thought honey was your thing. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he's told, no, uh, our harvest sucked ass last year, and we don't have honey. Sorry. And we don't have this honey. We don't have this honey. (laughs) And then he looks over and just now realizes that there's a wall. There's a bunch of pictures. And this is is one of the things where it does kind of feel like this is a remake where every once in a while it'll be like, oh, shit, let's put this thing in from the original. Like, check this box Sounds like the Black Christmas remake, kind of. It's like, oh, oh I didn't see the Black Christmas remake. You're lucky. It's like, oh, here's some imagery that we can reuse from the original yeah. in our totally different tale. Right. Yeah. right, right, right. So he sees all these pictures on the wall that it's every single picture is a different girl around. Like, 
seven, eight-ish years old, maybe a little older, um, standing with this harvest. It's, it's the harvest It's festival. like barrels of fruits and vegetables. Yeah, it's every every spring they have this harvest festival. I think they kind of crown one girl the May Queen, and she's like associated with the harvest for that year. So the thing is, is if the harvest fails, then it's that girl's fault because mm. it's it's a ritual, you know. They kind of place the... Is harvest in the spring or the fall? <laughs> <laughs> We're not well, farmers. Well, no, because it's like the maypole and the may... I think spring is, okay. you know, I think it's supposed to be spring. Okay. I don't know. I'll take your word for it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> or you know what? It could have been whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't I feel matter. Like it might be fall. You, you like... know, it might be fall. And then the, the May day is when they, they like, punish the... Oh, Okay. Right. Is the follow up to hey our harvest sucked last year. Now we're gonna have this May ritual this May Day ritual to make up for it and hopefully the gods give us a good harvest this fall. Yeah, because he notices that the last picture on the wall is gone. It's gone. And it must have just happened. And then say. he asks what happened to it and the explanation he's given is, Oh, I broke. <laughs> <laughs> which to be fair is the explanation in the original, which I found very funny. That's funny. It's like, oh, oops, it uh, broke and uh, something, something. Everyone's really vague about it and acts like it's not a big deal at all. Yeah. So it's the most recent picture is gone. So he talks to this uh, younger girl who works at the bar. Uh, sister, is it Sister Honey? Is that just I her don't. name? I think it's Sister Honey, this actress like Lily Lily Sobieski. Oh, what's she in? You know her I, name. I, shit, I forget. I know people are going to yell at me for forgetting what stuff she's in, but like she's in stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think it's uh, Sister Honey. It is, which great. It's a good name. But they're all talking about honey. She, they're literally in this scene, he asks for honey from Sister Honey. It's almost as dumb as the fact that the island Summer's Isle is, is run by Sister Summer's Isle. What it's the fuck? Not great. What the fuck, movie? Because because I don't want to veer too far off this plot. Well, no, because you said in the original that Christopher, Christopher Lee, Lee plays Lord is Lord Summer Isle, Summer Isle, who runs the island. Yeah, the which island makes, is not called Summer Isle. It is, but that oh, makes sense if yeah. you're the Lord of Summer. Isle. Yeah, it's like, like a royalty thing. Because what it is is it's his uh, either grandfather or great grandfather came to the island to and this is this, none of this is in the, the remake at all which is like cool lore and a reason for why this kind of colony exists and why it's an agricultural society is that his grandfather whoever comes to this island because he is basically an ag agricultural scientist oh. and he wants to develop different species of plants and stuff that will thrive in this Scott on the Scottish island oh. where stuff couldn't before. Well, instead that gets replaced by when Ellen Burstyn eventually shows up. She says that her ancestors, my Celtic ancestors all the way back, rebelled against the suppression of the feminine. So in the late 17th century, they fled to the new world. Unfortunately, they settled near Salem. Oops, the new world actually sucks more. Yeah, and they got caught up in those witch trials, so they kept going yeah. west until they wound up on the island. I think I think a thing a lot of people don't realize about the early colonies and the Puritans is like, we, we have the narrative of the Puritans were coming here to escape repression, religious repression. So 
I totally get how that equates to, oh, everyone in, in England must have been so awful and the Puritans. Are, but no, the Puritans were just the assholes that no one liked. Yeah. And we're like, you're too intense. And, and we like, don't. And they're like, Fine, well, we'll go. We'll be go. Intense yeah. Over there. Yeah. We'll go be more intense across the ocean. <laughs> so they were. So that's why when. Ellen Burstyn's family comes to the New World. They're like, fuck, <laughs> this is actually worse. So then they come all the way to the West Coast. Yeah. And they start this. How'd they do that? I, people did it. I guess. I mean. God, can you imagine going west across the United States back then? Oh, my before God. roads? Are you kidding? I mean, when we drove Route 66, there's parts of it that are the, you know, the trails that people were taking during the Dust Bowl and stuff to head west to California. And it's incredible driving along those roads and realizing people watched this. Yeah. People watched this with their whole family to escape. Yeah. To like build a whole new life. It's so nuts. You gotta drive across America at least once. Definitely do it. Yeah. Okay. Back (sighs) to this movie. So he talks to Sister Honey (laughs) and he's like, What's happening on the day of tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, but she, <laughs> and even she's like, what the, what the fuck are you fuck? talking about? But uh, she says, like, when you leave, can you take me with you? Which I feel is not sincere from what we learn in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she points him in the direction of the woods and says, hey, that's where, I don't know. The schoolhouse. The schoolhouse he's, he's looking for the schoolhouse so he can, you know, question the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes through the woods and he finds the schoolhouse. Another um, scene, pretty much from the original oh, yeah. schoolhouse. But and the the teacher is Molly Parker. Uh, that's the actress's name. House she, of Cards. She's yeah, she's Jackie Rosen in season two and onward of House of Cards. I think she was nominated for awards for House of Cards. I could be wrong. Maybe she's great. I really like her. I I liked her in this. Yeah. Uh, but she's the teacher. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and uh, she, he walks in mid lesson because he walks by a maypole outside. And so when he gets in the, the schoolhouse, the teacher's asking, OK, now what does the the maypole represent and what do men represent? And all the kids go phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> School's really changed since I was a kid. He, he starts like interrogating the kids he's like i'm a policeman look at my badge and he uh passes a photo around of rowan and they're all like no we don't recognize her uh-huh. he, he opens an empty desk and a bird flies out yeah he goes he sees an empty desk and he asks well whose is this it has to be rowan's yeah opens the desk a raven flies out okay. which i think rowan means raven oh yeah i could be wrong back on the names meaning something thing they i guess they mean something they do <laughs> but then he looks into like the attendance uh, book and he sees Rowan's name and like everyone so far has been saying n- they're not saying we don't Every, know where she is. Yeah, Everyone on the island says Rowan does not exist. Yeah. They're saying they have this. No idea who you're talking about. Yeah. This, the, uh, they're, they're saying his, his ex fiance Willow is just crazy and making shit up and that Rowan doesn't exist, but he finds her name in the attendance book and he's like, you little liars! <laughs> he yells at all the girls. It's so good. And then good. he turns to the teacher and is like, you're the biggest liar of all. <laughs> Put that back. Sorry, you're going to have to bear with me. So the teacher takes him outside and talks to him and is like, uh, yeah, fine, Rowan existed, but now she's not here. And he's like, what, she's dead? 
And uh, the teacher's like, well, that's what you would call it, but we believe souls live in everything. Yeah, kind of line for line from the original. Yeah, the all song. this stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the teacher, after explaining, you know, like when we, you know, when someone passes, we believe the soul is in fire, water, air, like and, you know, nature, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so, so they don't use the word died or death. No, and when he asks, uh, oh yeah, she, but she does say she'll burn to death and then he's like what was that and she's like she, she burned, burned to, to death. death she corrects she herself yeah, yeah. corrects <laughs> and then uh he asks like where she is and she again it's it's the whole like never saying it directly but she's like where you think she would be yeah so, he asks specifically where's her body if you just admitted to her being dead where's mm-hmm. the body and she says where you think she would be so, so like buried yeah uh, so he, yeah so he goes and finds uh the gravesite and th- yeah, and we can tell that the the graveyard is an old Christian church, which again, you just it doesn't make sense to set this in America. It's weird mm. because then when you set it in Scotland, you have centuries of this war between paganism and Christianity. So it makes so much more sense for there to just be really old churches and this sense of. Yeah, the sense of something that's been around forever. Like, old gods in that part of the world feel really creepy and kind of real, you know, when you think about them. Yeah. Um, the, I, I think the only way this could work, if you wanted to set in America, is use a very specific native mythology, which oh, yeah. uh, I don't want anyone involved in this film <laughs> to try going near that kind of movie, but that is a way you could adapt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then his, his ex, Willow, is there. She's just there at the grave. Oh, she comes out of nowhere. And this is, I'm just going to put this clip in. Okay. This is how we all feel uh, just at this point in oh, yeah, the yeah, film. Yeah. I'm, I'm lost. I don't know. Uh, in this scene, she mentions our daughter. So, boom, oh, bombshell shit. that I saw coming. I don't know. I, I feel like it was pretty obvious that Nick Cage is revealed to be Rowan's father. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um she liked to draw and swim. Yeah, she she takes her or she takes Nicolas Cage back to their their home, and um, you know when she disappeared, all of her belongings were taken too. Nothing is here, and so Nicolas Cage is looking around. It's an all white room, and there's a little desk. And when he turns the desk, he looks on the underside, and it's just it's drawings that like it says help me. It's little it's creepy little kid drawings from any horror movie yeah. with a creepy kid. Uh, then I don't know at this point in the movie, I'm so pissed that I feel like I probably missed something, but okay, I might have better notes because he goes to the dock. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I have this. <gasps> this is great. So why is he going to the dock to, to meet up with the pilot? Yeah. Cause he's okay. going to get the fuck out of there. He is he, just going to well, get the fuck out He's going to get out and bring, bring reinforcements. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Bring, yeah. th- to be fair, he is going to leave and bring cops that are, this is their jurisdiction. Good. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> he's great gonna change of pace. Fill Nick. up that little, little plot hole. Uh, nice so he goes neat. to the, the dock and then there's like a dissolve and he's still on the dock. And like the dissolve is like, oh, time has passed. Yeah, because he like sees the plane there, and he's like, where the the pilot? I guess off getting a sandwich. I don't know. So he's sitting there waiting. <laughs> and he like nods off because when the dissolve, like after the dissolve, he like wakes up. Yeah. And he looks down, and he sees hair, blonde hair, floating in the water in the top of a head, like underneath a grate or yeah. something that he can see through. So he like dives under there, 
and he swims out and it's Rowan's body all waterlogged and drowned yeah. and holy shit. And then he goes he, to, I think goes to Grant and then he wakes, wakes up. up. And then he looks down and oh my God, he's holding a body. Oh my God, drowned. Wakes Wakes up up again. again. (laughs) Fuck it. This got a very big laugh, (laughs) I think, because I, after that part happened, I remembered it. It was like, oh yeah, I remember this weird. The double fake out dream. Where he wakes up and he's just holding this body, but it felt, it felt good. I know you hated it, but. It felt like visiting in a shitty, you know, like your shitty friend from back home that like is shitty oh, yeah. and you wouldn't introduce to any of your friends now, but <laughs> yeah, and you know, they're bad, but you like them and this felt like hanging out with that friend a little bit. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then he swims over to the plane and he finds it sabotaged. Mm-hmm. It's all like torn up and shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he swims back, guessing. I guess right here I have. He finds out that the um, I think he 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 acquires a bicycle at this point in the movie. Oh, that's when he gets the bike. He, he that gets he's a bike. I think it's cut to. Also, he's always wearing a suit, and and that is a, Nick Cage is always wearing a suit in every. Are, are there any movies where he doesn't wear a suit? Ghost I feel like he's Rider. always running around in a suit. Oh, sure. That's a leather suit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, you know, Wild at Heart, I think he's got like Hawaiian shirts. Oh, that's fun. Man does love Elvis. He winds up going to the doctor's place, right? Francis Um, Conroy. T.H. Moss. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's what it cuts to. It cuts from him like in the plane. You're right. I, I think just I him... just didn't take. Yeah, I th- okay. Yeah, I lied. Walking... My notes are also probably shit at this point because I just <laughs> couldn't keep track. Because he goes and talks to Francis Conroy, who is the town physician and photographer. It was exciting to see Francis Conroy. She's great. She's in American Horror Story. She's probably the best part of every season of American Horror Story she's uh, in. I mean, she's one of the best ones, but you got that's competition true. There, there's a lot of great acting oh, talent man. in American Horror Story. Yeah, there is. Yeah, James Cromwell, season two, one and of Mossy my favorite Bank. characters, Mossy Bank. Oh no. <laughs> um. So yeah, she's the she's the the town pharmacist slash town photographer, which again thing from the original. You know what they they came they came uh, those occupations were back to back alphabetically, and everyone had to take two jobs. So it was it's like kind oh, I'm, of I'm like the pharmacist and photographer. It's, it's kind of like back in the day, you go to the barber to get your haircut, but also get your teeth pulled. Oh, I was gonna say the barber's also the baker because those would be back to back. I see, but yeah. No, that was like but real. That was a real because <laughs> that's the red and white. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that was from bloodletting. Yeah, barbers, it's weird. Barbers were like a medical profession. So that's what the the barber pole is. I think, yeah, the red is blood and the white is... There were the bloody rags that they would like stick up there to dry or some shit like that. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. But yeah, so that's the... Anyway. History. History. (laughs) Uh, Possibly apocryphal Do you know that like old school dentists too would hang up teeth that they pulled outside of their offices? Like, look. I can do this. I pulled teeth. Come on yeah, and get your teeth that's pulled. That's very inviting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he like he like talks to her and eyes a book and then leaves and waits for her to leave. Well, because what he the reason he's there is because he wants to know. Hey, 
this picture, this like harvest photograph I noticed is missing. Would you by any chance have a copy? And she's like, yeah, I have a negative. I'll make a copy for you. Um, Continue. Yeah. And then he like leaves, hides out in some bushes. Very funny shot of him spying from the bushes as she leaves. It's with very some... good. It looks like a different movie for a second. <laughs> he looks like he's in a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> and then she leaves with some creepy looking beekeeping ladies. I do. I like the the beekeeper yeah. costume designs. That's a nice thing I'll say about this. Sure. Movie. Yeah. Always try to find something. And then so he sneaks into her house and he's he's rooting around and there's fucking fetuses in jars and shit. Mm-hmm. What's that all about? What's that all about? I mean, it's just weird. Just weird? Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Wicker Man. And then he finds uh, the picture for Harvest Girl 2005, which was the last year. And that's Rowan. And it's Rowan. Rowan was and so and he, man, the, here's the difference between showing and telling. The fact that it says worst harvest on He record. goes, worst, yeah. Okay, original movie. We have, and I can't even put the clip in because it's just showing and not telling. Uh, when he, when the cop is looking through the pictures, he is kind of flipping through past pictures and you see girls standing next to bountiful harvests. Oh, of okay. So when he gets to Rowan, it's her and a bunch of just empty baskets with like an apple and like some shitty lettuce. Nice. Then in this one, Nicholas Cage <laughs> is flipping through and then gets to Rowan's and flips it over. It just goes, worst harvest on record. Worst harvest ever. ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like written there. Yeah. <laughs> So then he goes and talks to his ex some more, Willow. And here's a fun line I wrote down. He says he's bouncing around in circles. That's impossible. When you bounce, that's a that's a right angle, or that's like a that's an acute angle. That's a wonderful thing about Tiggers. Is what that sounds like. <laughs> it's bouncing around in a circle. It. Oh, I guess I guess that could happen. Right. Okay. Because I'm I'm imagining like a top down 2D perspective, like a ball bouncing around off of walls and it's like that can't be a circle yeah because those are no because those are like angles you can't bounce in a curve but you can be like in tell me i'm drawing okay here we okay. go i'm telling right. i'm seeing a circle i'm trying to show not tell but it's a podcast so it's hard i'm going to describe what i'm doing okay, okay i have a picture of a circle yep see that okay and now, then... now now drop an object in there like a bouncy ball okay here's nicholas cage okay sure nicholas cage and uh, he's his face bouncing on a around ball. in a circle oh in a circle i thought he was like okay this is dumb <laughs> this is dumb guys this is this is what this movie did to our brain yeah it fucking broke us <laughs> you know what we could do right now what um just because we're at this point mm-hmm. mentally we're gonna mm-hmm. take uh like a minute and we're going to have the Christopher Lee minute of the Dead Meat podcast. Because Christopher Lee starred in the original. He's in there. He's Lord, he's Lord of Lord Summer, Summer Isle, Isle in the, the original. And um, both James and I love Christopher Lee. And we thought it would be tragic if we did an episode about The Wicker Man, even if it is the remake, without talking about Christopher Lee for a little bit. This is a palate cleanser. Listen, Christopher Lee won life. He did. There's no one else who lived their life more successfully than Christopher Lee. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. I would love to hear um, other contenders for yeah. this. But so Christopher Lee, uh, just here's just a, I just wrote down a list of just crazy shit about his life. Um, he lived to be 93. Yeah. He's Ian Fleming's step cousin. Oh, uh, creator of James Bond. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was, you know, James Bond villain. 
Yeah. Okay. As far as his acting goes. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So. Okay. What he's. Uh. Okay. So he's fucking Dracula. Yes. Right. Okay. He's Scaramanga. Yeah. A Bond James villain. Bond villain. Yeah. He's Soromon in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. He's Count Dooku in Star Wars. This dude, his career was so long and like always active that he managed to be fucking Dracula early like early on hammer hammer film hammer film dracula yeah he actually the the wicker man fun fact the wicker man was he actively worked to get this movie made because he was so sick of playing dracula he did the wicker man for free he wasn't paid yeah holy shit because he wanted to just break out of the typecasting of being dracula well i guess it worked because that was 73 and he was scaramanga uh the man with the golden gun the next year in 74 so he was so so he was dracula then he was in in a bond movie as part of one of the longest running most successful franchises of all time he winds up being in lord of the rings one of the most successful franchises of all time yeah and between that a bunch of like we can't even like list everything he did. Then just like yeah, so he's he's Saruman. He knew J.R.R. Tolkien in real life. J.R.R. Tolkien said that he wanted him to be Gandalf. Gandalf yeah. yeah, which watching him um, as a younger man mm-hmm. in The Wicker Man, I could see it. Okay, but him as an older man, like he's such a good Saruman. Yeah, he uh, he's a knight, obviously. Yep, he was knighted. Um, married his whole life. He married in 1961. Married to the same woman until he died. Yep. That's true love. Um, let's see. He met real life, he met Rasputin's assassins. What? Yeah. Really? Under some crazy circumstances. This is longer than a minute. I don't care. <laughs> well, l- let's not fucking uh sh- shorthand like he was in war. He was in he was in World War II. World War II, he enlisted, he tracked down Nazi war criminals <laughs> in World War II. He had malaria six times. <laughs> at least i don't know if six is the maximum amount of times he got malaria but um he witnessed the last public execution in france yeah yeah he, he was, was there. there yeah wow. uh he then in later in life had a decent heavy metal career yeah the symphonic he- metal band yeah he released a heavy metal album when he was 90 years old I think he's on the, on record as the oldest heavy metal musician. Yeah. And when he was 92, he released another EP. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I don't know if there's anyone else. Like, that's a, that's a man right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if there's anyone else whose life was as successful as Christopher Lee. Yeah. He lived a long time. He did a lot of shit. He served his country. He, he was an artist. He was in love. Mm-hmm. What else can you what else can you do, man? Thanks, Christopher Lee. Yeah. That that's wow. a, that's a real man right there. Yeah. Damn. All Damn, right, back to Lee. the Wicker Man. Back to oh, fuck. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed that detour because I did. I felt so it's engaged. Every time I every time I learn something about Christopher Lee, I'm like, this guy <laughs> I know. did everything. I know. Oh, I'll put in uh just as a little uh outro from the segment, I'll put in a clip of him singing from the original Wicker Man. Oh yeah, with his awesome voice. Good lord. Of course. Broom, would you kindly show the sergeant out? This way, sir. Goodbye. Fair maid, says he, your kettle's cracked. The cause is plain, they told. There hath so many nails been drove. Mine own could not take hold. 
Okay. Okay, back to this shit. Back to this shit. Uh, so, mean, okay, so we learn around this point that the men on the island cannot talk. Mm-hmm. They assume, I'm assuming they have their tongues, tongues cut, cut out. Because, yeah, he helps that one dude load he, some logs. Yeah, he's riding his bike and he sees a bunch of dudes loading logs up on a truck and he pulls over his bike and is like, hey, let me help you. And then fucks it up. All the logs come tumbling down and he has to fucking push this dude out of the way to save him from being crushed. Uh, then he runs into bees. Yeah, he. I think he's heading to uh, Sister, Sister Summer's, Summer's Isle. Mm-hmm. And she, her estate or whatever is just surrounded by bees. It's a cool overhead shot of like the honeycomb pattern yeah. paths to all the different beehives. That's fun. Yeah. That's good. But he like, yeah, he runs into this like beehive area and he's allergic to bees. And But then he just like starts running from them. And we're like, what, did he forget his fucking EpiPen? No, he, he just didn't. He, it. He, yeah, he just, he just wanted it. to like run and fall down a hill before trying to pull it out and uh, failing to use it. He doesn't make it in time. Yeah. So he passes out and he wakes up and it's Sister Summer's Isles area. I yeah, mean, Francis Conroy. Yeah, she's him, there. She's, he's in Sister Summer's Isles house, which is beautiful, by the way. It's a nice house. To be fair, the um interiors of all the buildings in this movie i'm pretty obsessed with yeah even francis conroy's house her cottage cottage, not the weird fetus jars but (laughs) just yeah the look of of everything in this is really nice sister summer's house is amazing so yeah we finally have sister summer's isle it's an hour hour in it's ellen burston Mm -hmm. of the exorcist and other great stuff Mm -hmm. she's awesome She's dressed. I I like that she's dressed in yellow, like Lord uh, Summerisle is yeah. when we first meet oh, okay. him. I think that was a little. I was an intentional nod. So she mentions that like the Great Mother Island is their god. She's like the pope of this whole religion, like yeah. the speaker of the I, island. I think not so subtly. She's the queen bee, mm-hmm. which you know, okay, I get what they're trying to do. She's the queen, and we've got Lord of some, you know, Queen Lord. They're and, trying to, and she says that men are for breeding. That's Which right. is like how bees That's are. That's how bees are. Yeah. <sighs> what a just this just this movie's idea of what a world is when it's run by women is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I feel like, yeah, I feel like this movie is uh this is uh like certain people on the internet's conception of feminism. Absolutely. Like, you let the feminists take over, they're gonna cut out all our tongues and just keep us for breeding. And they're going to put bees on your head. Yeah. Got bees on my head, but don't call me a bee head. Got... That's a Andy Milnakis show reference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Congrats. Deep, deep to... cut. Yeah. Congrats to anyone who got that. Was that. Are those direct lyrics or are you? Yeah. No, that's. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So he asks to exhume the body. Mm-hmm. And I guess he gets permission. Yeah, so, after after she explains whole bunch. Oh yeah, we oh, already talked. We already it. talked yeah, about it's it. Fine, it's so fine. she's like, "All right, go exhume the body." So might as well do it at night. Yeah, might as well go dig up this body at night with a flashlight instead of doing it in the goddamn I mean, day. It's more a little more fun that way. It, uh, oh, it definitely is <laughs> for us, and especially when he finds a fucking baby doll in the grave. Mm, <laughs> this fucking baby doll is where we get one of the best quotes in the movie he so he opens up this coffin there's not a body inside there's just a burned doll and so he finds his his ex well well this is after the underwater thing because remember he goes underground under a tomb 
Oh God, I didn't even write any of that stupid. I know because he, he gets trapped underwater by someone. Cool, because what is he in the graveyard? He finds this doll, and then there's basically a giant. Um, it's a grave where think like Nightmare Before Christmas style. Sure. How you get from <laughs> the real world back to Halloween Town after Jack sings the sad song, and he he opens up a grave and climbs downstairs. Yeah, it's like that. It's a little like that. To like an underground tomb that's flooded with water. Yeah. And then someone we don't know who like locks him in. And he's like stuck under there just above the water line with a grate. And then he, cause, cause I, the only reason I wrote it down is because I guess he like sleeps there overnight or whatever. Yeah. And he has those fucking flashbacks some more. Some more fucking flashbacks to, the to car, that car crash. The car accident. Dude, where it's like, were they really in there? Were they not? And it never comes to anything. Yeah. Again, if it does and we somehow please missed it. Please tell us. I'll, please. I'll feel fine feeling like a dumbass. Yeah, me too. That's fine, fine with me. Uh, but yeah, his ex finds him the next morning and gets him out of there. Yeah. And this is. This is what I'm not. I'm not even going to try and do it justice. I'll oh, you got to. How to get burned. How to get burned. I, How to get burned. How to get burned. I don't know. And then he winds up outside where. And he basically hijacks a bike. Oh, from, from Sister Rose. The teacher. The teacher, yeah. He gets out his gun and says, step away from the bike, and then <laughs> takes her bike. Yeah. And he starts going around town looking for Rowan because he's snapped and he, just wants to find this kid. Yeah. He knows, Is this after he finds the dead pilot on the beach? Yeah. He, the, the pilot's corpse? Yeah, the pilot's dead. With, like, his hands removed. Is... And he looks like the Wicker Man at the end, the big, like, Wicker Man effigy thing he like looks like that the mm-hmm. pilot's course uh, yeah they killed the pilot but yeah so he's just running around snapping masks off of kids fuck it's so good he runs into a house and there's a, a mom and a daughter both they're wearing animal masks everyone in the town now has these weird animal masks on like rabbits foxes birds whatever and so he runs into this house and he looks at the bomb. He goes, take that mask off your kid. And he flips <laughs> it off her head. The next few minutes is him going into people's houses. Yeah. And, going into their houses. And again, not his jurisdiction. <laughs> this is, <laughs> And it's him just like ripping masks off kids' heads. Hey, take those masks off. Hey, you! Stop Come here! He runs into the tavern and just slugs Sister Beach right in the face. Dude, he punches her in the face so hard. Um, he <laughs> steals. Yeah, so ever so, okay, it's May Day. It's the May Day celebration. Everyone's got costumes for it. So he steals Sister Beach's after he knocks her out, which is a bear costume. Yeah, because she's a, she's a larger woman. Yeah, so she's got a big old bear costume, and he's like, "Cool, I'll just wear this fucking bear costume." So, so funny when he runs out of the woods as the bear and it's hops so in line funny. with the May Parade and is like if, talking to his ex. Oh my God. If you've ever seen a performance of, I think it's Winner's Tale is the oh. play where it's exit. If you've ever seen a live performance of that, which I have. Exit frame left pursued by a yeah, bear. Exit, yeah, exit pursued by, this is yeah. what. It looks like is it looks like Nicolas Cage is just in a production of that show or the actor just as the bear is running around. (laughs) Yeah, this like I kind of stopped taking notes at this point because this is the big grand finale after he's in this bear costume and there's this big ass parade 
go into the yeah, May it's the May the May Day parade, mm-hmm. and he kind of joins in and and tries to blend in in his bear costume. Kind of works. It kind of works, sure. Although I think everyone just knows that it's him. Yeah. And- because as we're shortly about to learn. Yeah. So then when they, they kind of round a corner, they're on this parade and he sees Rowan mm-hmm. tied up looking like she's about to be sacrificed. So he kind of pauses and then just runs over in this super wide shot where <laughs> I think the wide shot makes it so much funnier because it's so far away and you just see this weird Nicolas Cage bear run up <laughs> to save her. And there's a there's a woman blowing a horn next to Rowan and he runs up, punches this woman in the face, just like clocks her. What is it? What's wrong, sister? Don't be frightened. And unties her from the tree and then they make a break for it. Mm -hmm. They're They're, running through the woods. They're running through the woods. Um, Nicholas Cage's cell phone goes off for some reason. Now he has reception. And it reminds me of a thing that plays before a movie, like turn (laughs) off your phones. Why? But this wasn't even necessary. It wasn't. There's no point to this phone going off and him briefly talking to I think to it's, someone. you know what? I think the point is to get him out of the bear costume for the ending. Oh, okay. No, seriously, because he's in the stupid bear oh, costume. Right. And the phone goes and off and he has to like. He, yeah, because the phone is like in his pocket. So he's like, oh shit. And he takes off the whole bear costume, looks at his phone and is like, hello? Hello? And he can't hear anyone hangs up. And now he's out of the bear costume for the end. Couldn't the have movie. just been like, I'll move a lot faster without this bear costume. <laughs> I don't know, man. Whatever, dude. What the fuck ever. I think that's why that was written in there. I think when he's trying on the phone is when Rowan runs away from him, too, while he's distracted. Yep, so Rowan uh, bolts, and she runs out of the woods, and he follows her, and we see all of the village people. Yeah, and she runs Not straight. Not the band. <laughs> just the four. No, just, there's more than four. Just the, I they think have, there are a bunch they, of they them. They have like yeah. a lot of like the unspoken heroes oh of the village Oh my gosh, people. what if it was just all of them? Yeah. <laughs> well, they all they all have crazy outfits on. Yeah. I'm digging Sister Rose's crazy like black feathery it's raven. It's good, the yeah, raven, raven, yeah. yeah that's cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rowan runs straight into the arms Did of I Summer's- do it? Ra- did I do it right, mommy? And she says, yes. So we realized Rome was in on it. It's all His been a plot against on Nick it. Cage. Everyone's in on it's it. It's a big old plot. Um, There's a plot to get him. And then we get, okay. Well, I'll, let me try to explain Ellen Burson's big, big speech. Because, again, the ending is, the, the, the setting of the ending is the same as the original. Like, him realizing, oh, God, everyone's in on it. The little girl leads him to everyone. Mm-hmm. But the explanation and just by nature of how this movie is set up is so different. So Ellen Burstyn's like, this has been planned for years. We basically sent out Willow to date and marry you. I Date and marry a cop, pretty much. A cop. Yeah. Specifically a cop yeah. who has this sense of justice sure. and um, a guilty conscience. You know, like, we'll... Yeah easily be lured to this island so it's this really long con of getting pregnant willow Willow went there she found a cop nick cage and uh started a relationship with him got impregnated yeah left him years later writes to him like what seven years years later, later when this harvest happens to be Bad. I guess they just have uh it's like a backup. It's like whenever the harvest is bad, we can call on this card. So like could have happened a few years prior and to like, a different guy. 
maybe or even like hey my four-year-old daughter is missing or my 13-year-old daughter is missing yeah you know i guess but then all the girls are like the same-ish age every year oh shit that's true that's true that's true maybe they just have different they have a different guy that they've done this to for every year and then i mean that could explain why we see so many pregnant women walking around. There's a lot of pregnant ladies. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they just gotten back from like the mainland after having convinced some cop to uh, this, impregnate it, them. It's very convoluted and you have to kind of think, it, it, it forces you to think how the fuck this could have worked so perfect. Because this, this was the plot was, yeah, uh, when they had a bad harvest year, and so they need a sacrifice. They need a sacrifice. As a stranger uh, with ties to the with island. With ties to the island. So Nick Cage is a stranger, but he has the blood ties to the island through Rowan. So that's why they need him specifically to sacrifice. And yes, this whole thing was a plot to get him there. It's bananas. It's <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah. And should I just explain the original? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because you kind of okay, it. yeah, yeah. So, so the original. Um, first of all, the cop's character is really different. There's no like the missing girl is not his daughter in any way. He has no <laughs> relationship to the island whatsoever. We we again we get immediately that he is very religious, and the women of the town, specifically the tavern owner's daughter, is they're always trying to seduce him, and he. Um, is always he's like constantly tempted but won't because he says he doesn't believe in it before marriage. Okay. Um. So they all they know he's a virgin. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah. So the ending, Lord Sumrall explains that you, Sergeant, are the right kind of adults. As our painstaking researches have revealed, you uniquely were the one we need. A man who would come here of his own free will. A man who has come here with the power of a king by representing the law. A man who would come here as a virgin. A man who has come here as a fool. And I guess uh, for anyone confused, like, why do they have to be a cop? It's just because they would then they would investigate. Right. It's it's yeah, exactly. It's an easy like, you know, you date a fucking, uh, I don't know, accountant. You can't call on him to go come to the island and help find a missing right. Yeah. So they know like this this cop is gonna show up, mm-hmm. and they um they need a a man who they there's a lot of talk about the like s- the symbolism of the festival of a fool being king for a day, and so that's what he becomes is he's the fool who's king for a day because he's basically anointed as king before he's sacrificed. Mm. Um, it's way better and less convoluted it's still you know you could pick holes and they're like well how did they find this cop and how but like it makes more sense than the remake the long con of getting pregnant seven years ago yeah and then the whole so then the whole ending of of both of the you know remake and original you have the cops screaming about how he doesn't believe in their gods he doesn't believe in their rituals it makes so much more sense if you have this like super christian guy who is like screaming about how he doesn't believe and then you have Christopher Lee going well like well all all the better you're we're giving you a martyr's death like if you're so christian this should be the greatest day of your life because you're going to be among the saints after Jesus. you die it's great yeah. the ending of the original is super disturbing and like uh, just like go watch it and don't <laughs> watch this it's yeah cuz this one ends with well 
Uh, they surround him and he threatens to shoot them all Again, with his gun. Dynamic is very different when he's got a gun. Yeah. Cop doesn't have a gun in the original. Why? Just because it's England? Yeah. Like, he's even not in the running 70s, around they with didn't a have gun. Guns? I don't they know have when they little, like... they have, uh, uh, fucking, is it Bobby Stick? Is that they're called? Batons? I don't know. Yeah. yeah but yeah, like the cop in the original is not packing heat. Yeah. So Nick Cage is like pointing a gun at everyone. He's like, like step the fuck away. Yeah. He me. says that so many times. And the whole time I'm thinking like, dude, go grab Ellen Burstyn. Put the gun to her head and get your ass off that island because they're not going to fucking come at you if you threaten to shoot their leader in the head. Turns out that wouldn't have been a viable plan because the bullets have been There's removed no bullets, from his yeah. uh, gun by his ex, Willow. Damn, Willow. Yeah. Willow, you suck. Yeah. And so they surround him. He punches a few of them out. Uh, and, it's but they, great. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, an overhead it shot. It becomes a... Um, it's like Mat- the Matrix sequel. Oh, yeah. Of the Smiths. Like one guy fighting a bunch of people. Yeah, but they eventually uh, overpower him and then, if you're watching the version we did, it dissolves to, like, the final scene. It's so weird. It dissolves to them marching like, him to the, the Wicker to the Man. The Wicker Man. But what you're missing in that dissolve, because the dissolve, while the dissolve is happening, you hear voiceover of, like, hold him down. And My then like legs. It sounds like, like that fucking fish from SpongeBob that's <laughs> always screaming about, My legs. I don't remember that one. People will know. Okay. But yeah, he's like, my legs. And then, yeah. And he's like, I don't believe in your religion. All this shit. This voiceover just while we're watching shots of them, like, Willow marching. or whoever it's, marching. It's like long shots of them marching up a, so, a hill. Yeah. And we found the scene that was deleted and it's all the, the voiceovers were taken from that. But also he doesn't scream my legs in the actual scene. So yeah. he must have recorded that. Later the for the use of this. So that you kind of assume his leg. But like you and maybe don't it wasn't need even Nick know. Cage. Uh, yeah, you don't. <gasps> it maybe it was Brock be. Baker. It could have been Brock. <laughs> we have a, for, like, true story. This is the thing, um, which I find super fascinating, especially now that I've met someone who does it professionally. Oftentimes when you have something like that where you need Nicolas Cage screaming, my leg, for one thing. Yeah, especially if it's like, oh, we have to have a censored release for like airing on TV. Yes. Nick, and th- maybe it's like a year later and Nick Cage is not, you can't afford you're Nick not, Cage. Yeah, you're not going to pay line. Nick Cage and he doesn't have the time. Like it's it's hard to get the actual star to come in and record it. So what they often do is they get soundalikes. Yeah, people who like can do voice Their impersonations. Voices. And our buddy, our Brock, Brock Baker, he, who's great, look him up. He does amazing, amazing shit on YouTube. But he has done... Professional, like in things you've seen. I don't think we can say. Oh, can we not? Say I don't that? think we can say what movies or who he's done it for. Oh, maybe, shit. Okay. but he has done it. Okay, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you if you want, go to his channel and look at um, the people he's best celebrities at. he can do impressions he's, of, and which maybe, are multitudes. But, he's so good. So yeah, you've seen things where he maybe has done. Like if you're watching a TV safe version of something, it could be Brock. Yeah. So I'm assuming that was someone doing their Nick Cage of my legs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But who the fuck knows, dude? You're right. We don't need to know that his legs are broken. In the it, in the removed scene, by the way, it is brutal. It is. They break both of his legs with a mallet, and it's, like, pretty intense. So that part I get them removing. But then why remove the, the bee bees. thing? You can just cut out the leg breaking I and cut to the bees. genuinely wonder if it was a 
a director choice or if they were like so embarrassed by that scene because it's such a meme it's a meme and like the cgbs look look bad bad. and because they put this this helmet on nick cage and they pour in a bunch of bees if you've never seen it everyone probably has by now but there's cgbs flying around and it's nick cage acting in reaction to bees that aren't there screaming like not the bees yeah not the bees they're in my mouth we'll put the clip in everyone's seen it we'll put it in it's so bad what is that what is that what is it oh no not the bees not the bees Ah! oh my eyes Ah! Ah! uh but then yes that's what you miss in the version we watched and we get to that final scene where yeah. they hoist him up this. Oh, don't forget him yelling, you bitches at everyone. <laughs> yeah. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. <laughs> but I know it will. Ellen Burson says. Yeah. Uh, they hoist him from by his broken legs up through the uh, the big wicker man, like the big burning man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's hanging upside down mm-hmm. and he gets burnt. In the Wicker Man. By the way, this is when we we hadn't figured out yet that we were watching an edited version. So we're like, we're like, where's the where, bees? Where, where are they gonna put the bees on his head? Where's the bees? He's hanging upside down. He's on fire. Are they gonna change their minds and put the cage on his head? What? It was very confusing. We were panicking. Like, is that not from this movie? Yeah. What movie could it be from? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Rowan sets the thing on fire and he tries to like plead with her, Rowan, don't, but she's yeah. too gung ho. She lights it on fire and then it he burns. Yeah, up. he burns. The whole thing goes. Cut yeah. to <laughs> six months later. Apparently, this ending is not in the unrated version. The so so I, it just ends with him burning. Yeah, and that it has the bees stuff. Yeah, so that makes sense. So that's a better version. But the version you don't, you don't want this coda with James Franco no, and Jason Ritter. No, it's the dumbest. James Shit. Franco's in this movie. James Franco and Jason Ritter are these two off-duty cops at a bar like, looking to pick up chicks. James Franco's there. James Franco's so handsome. How can you not think he is? I think he's gross. He has the sweetest smile, his crinkly eyes smile, and he's like, uh, am I supposed to be smiling? I he looks know. like he smells. I think he's handsome. Mm-mm. I think we disagree there. What about Jason Ritter? The, his facial hair is not working for him in this movie. Oh no, I think that's like clouding my goatee. judgment. I'd have yeah. what else is he in? He's in uh, Freddy versus Jason, which you haven't seen yet. Fuck. I know that's uh, like the one Freddy movie I haven't seen. He's in like TV shows or some shit. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Whatever. They pick up chicks. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, it's them and a, and so all of a sudden we're in a different movie for a little bit. It's we it's it's James Franco and Jason Ritter talking about how there's no chicks at this bar yet, and you're like, what the fuck? We are so glad to see you guys here. We thought it was like lawyer night or something. Yeah, it's like hardly any normal people here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I watching all of a sudden? It's so weird. And then Willow and Sister Honey show up, and they the boys sit down, and they flirt with them, and then uh, Honey's like, take me home with you, James Franco. Yeah, and so he's like, okay, I will. And I'm like, dude, there's something up if a girl's like that right away after a minute of conversation, but whatever. It, yeah. So it's implied he'll be the next Nick Cage. Yeah. maybe just one of those backup Nick Cages under my working theory. Yeah. We have a bunch lined up. That's it. That's the fucking movie. So yeah, let me just... Okay. Yep. Na- uh, 1973 Wicker Man. <laughs> <clears throat> the ending of that movie is so disturbing uh, you have him inside the Wicker Man screaming Christian hymns while they're all singing like a pagan song. The Lord's my shepherd, 
the last scene of the remake is... You guys from around here? Um, from out in the valley, actually. Nice. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, man. Um, this movie's awful. It's trash. If you want to watch it, get a group of friends. Get a bunch of beer. Don't ju- you can't just watch it by yourself. Don't just watch this or movie Or honestly... By Watch all of the funny parts edited together on YouTube. I think that's acceptable. That's fine. Because like I said, there's little to no redeeming uh, qualities of this movie in a sincere way. In a like, we tried to do this. It worked. Great. Yeah. A few of the performances are fine, but not any of the ones that are on screen a bunch of times. I know a lot of the people involved with the original were like don't associate us with yeah they didn't want their names on this yeah because yeah it sounds like it's a fucking abomination compared to especially like you know another movie that came out the same year as the original 1973 was westworld and uh that is somewhat remade now as a tv show we have our qualms with the tv show yeah but we watched that original original movie movie sucks that movie fucking sucked for all its flaws the tv show a thousand times better it's not even on the same plane and it takes the same concept and does something you know unique with it yeah compared to this because like that's kind of what i expected when I heard like the year, and I don't know, they both start with W. Maybe that affected my. Oh, I was like, "Oh, no. Wicker Man, the Wicker another Man's forgettable a movie." Real that, movie. Yeah, a Wicker Man sounds like Westworld it's a great movie. Sucks. Westworld sucks. It sucks. And the you movie. think you look at the runtime, and it's what like eighty something minutes. The yeah. original Westworld. <clears throat> oh my god, my voice. But you think like this will be a nice breezy film? It no. feels so long. <laughs> but that's it's Wick- got Yul Brenner though, which is. Oh yeah. Basically playing the man in black. Um That's that's Wicker Man two thousand six. Wicker Man. We did this for you. We did it for you. I hope you liked we it. We did this after because I thought, all right, we had a really um substantial educational week last last week mm-hmm. and I thought, let's do something trashy. Boy. You thought about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I did. But then I thought I think people would be excited to see us review Wicker Man. Let us know. Let us know what you like. Uh, if you like this, if what other movies you would like us to review. Yeah. And we'll do them. I have a really fun idea for next week. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. You they'll, know what? It's a, it's a surprise. It'll yeah. They'll fun. find out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Next Tuesday, we'll have another episode of this up. Yep. Uh, Friday is a brand new Kill Count franchise. Get ready for that. It's a secret. I'm looking at a prop for it right now, but you can't see it. It's off screen mm-hmm. or you're just listening to this podcast. Either way, you can't see it. Ha! <laughs> Fucking idiots. Uh, but yeah, make sure you're subscribed to the Dead Meat YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You can find Dead Meat on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Carebeck, uh, C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, deadmeatstore.com. Yep, and feel free to email us at deadmeatpod at gmail.com. And make sure you rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're Please. listening to us through especially iTunes. Yeah, we love it. We love it. I think we have a five-star rating on iTunes. Yes. I think we're pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. So keep leaving them reviews, please. Yep. Uh, but yeah, until the next podcast episode, I'm James. I'm Chelsea. And this has been the Deadly Podcast. Bye.